Welcome to Notre Dame Stories. I'm your host, Andy Fuller, and I have a question for you. Do you know how trumpets make sound? It's probably a silly question to the ears of anyone who's played or is otherwise musically inclined. But that's not everyone. And it's not me. So I'll leave it to an expert. My name is Henry Bloss. I've been playing trumpet for probably about 10 years at this point, since the fourth grade. So the magic all happens in this little mouthpiece. So essentially what happens is you tighten your lips a little bit and blow through. And that, that tightening causes a vibration in your lips. So your lips vibrate against the rim of the mouthpiece here. And what essentially happens is that vibration is a specific frequency, which is then amplified throughout the rest of the trumpet. Henry Bloss plays in Notre Dame's Symphony Orchestra. To him, playing the trumpet is a uniquely personal expression. Everyone has a slightly different way of playing the instrument. Um, it's, it really comes down to what do you want to sound like? What is your voice? It's kind of like how no one writes the same. You can convey the same information, but do it in a very different way. I'd love to tell you more personally about this because, I mean, I'm not a great musician. I sing in the shower, that's about it, so you will never hear me. But, um, you know, people talk about the way that you can color the sound of our instruments and you can personalize the sound. And that's because it's not a generic, a soulless sound. That's Steve Zaff, the CEO of Con Selmer. They make the Vincent Bach brand of trumpet, the kind that Henry Bloss plays. And while Steve may not be a musician, he is excellent at describing what his company's products mean to people. There's an opportunity with a Bach trumpet, for example, or trombone, Selmer saxophone, to personalize. It allows you to, to shape the sound to deliver a level of excellence, which allows you to perform at that most elite level. I know guys who will buy an extra airplane seat when they travel, quite literally, so that their instrument can be right there next to them the whole time. It's that important that it get to the next gig, to the next performance, you know, in perfect shape, because it is what allows them to express themselves. When you tour Con Selmer's plant in Elkhart, Indiana, as we did recently, you can see and hear the pride that goes into making these instruments. The folks who work here, many of them several decades into their time with the company, these are craftspeople. This is art producing art. The hammering, the fire, the spinning, the testing. It's a symphony of sounds unto itself. The plant is about a 30-minute drive from Notre Dame's campus, but that's not what makes its location significant. Elkhart, Indiana, used to be the center of musical instrument manufacturing, frankly, for the world. I mean, really. Most of that is now offshore. We are the only uh, significant musical instrument manufacturer who still manufactures in the United States. Uh, everybody else has uh, pretty much moved uh, mostly into, into parts of Asia which gives us, I think, a responsibility, you know? We, we have this, this craft, and you talk about it, 
The people who work on our team are craftspeople. You saw today, you don't put a bunch of pellets into a 3D printer and see a trumpet pop out of the other end. It just doesn't happen that way, right? I mean, it's, it's just tremendous craftsmanship. There's a lot of pride in building these great horns. At the same time, we recognize it's more expensive to manufacture in the U.S. So, you know, we have to modernize. It's incumbent upon us as a higher cost U.S. manufacturer who wants to remain manufacturing in the U.S. to invest in modernization and innovation so that not only do we bring our products up to the next level of greatness, but we're more efficient when we do manufacture. Enter a group called Industry Labs, Notre Dame's platform of collaboration between the university and local manufacturers. Notre Dame is one of the only research institutions in the country located in a manufacturing hub. More than a third of the workforce in the region around campus is employed in manufacturing, which means there is a sort of built-in volatility to the economy here, and also a deep need to innovate, to build resiliency and stability. That's where industry labs can help. They give local industry access to the resources and knowledge that can help them become the best versions of themselves. For Con Selmer, that actually meant taking a hard look at what goes into those handmade horns and figuring out how it's changed over the years. Michael Shoemaker is an Industry Labs engineer-in-residence. He helped lead the Con Selmer partnership. We went on site, uh, met with Con Selmer's uh, top leadership team, and we did, we did a shop tour. Uh, we asked some pretty basic questions, uh, trying to understand the business a little bit more, uh, and, and we identified this pain point around uh, some of their, their, their product and, and their, the materials that they're using, material validation. We, we identified a core facility that, that we really thought could, could solve some of their needs, uh, and, and we put together a project around that. So from the first time we were on, on site, we were really defining what the, the opportunity was, uh, and then also identifying resources within the, within the school uh, that could solve that, that initial problem. The facility Michael is referring to at Notre Dame is called the Materials Characterization Facility, and it's really a fascinating place. It has world-class equipment and is run by some of the leaders in materials science. I won't get into the details of what they do, but suffice to say, if it's made of something, odds are they can tell you what that something is. And that is exactly what Con Selmer was hoping they could do. Here's Steve Zapf again. Some of the greatest instruments in our portfolio are actually from 30, 40 years ago. And we know that these are great instruments. We know that they're highly sought after because we know some of the principal players in various orchestras are playing our horns, but it might be a 1969 era horn, for example. So we know this is an amazing horn and because there wasn't the same emphasis on digital technology, it's not all preserved, all the prints aren't necessarily preserved, um, the, the brass alloys from which many of our instruments are made may have changed a little bit because brass, as we discussed, is not a, an element by itself. It's a combination of elements. And so you have files, but they're rather incomplete. And so it's understanding what are the best elements of your portfolio of products 
And then how do you apply modern manufacturing process or, or processes to those to elevate it, bring it to a whole nother level, right? So, um, you know, we're not trying to recreate a 1969 French horn. We're trying to learn what makes that so incredibly desirable, apply modern manufacturing principles to it, and make it considerably better. And so it's actually been amazingly helpful to work with industry labs on a lot of these historical reclamation, if you will, projects and some of the modernization prototyping work that we've done. And so you start by getting some of these instruments from your artists who cherish them and don't let them out of their sight very long, but you know they might let you pick them up and then we'll work with Notre Dame, for example, to do a CT scan of the trumpet. You know, you scan it and you get all the true geometry, not just the geometry and where all the attachment braces are and so on. You also get the thickness. The initial materials work with Con Selmer quickly snowballed, or I guess the more appropriate term is crescendoed, into looking at other facets of the instrument making process. Industry Labs is helping the company test a new clarinet, and they're helping develop a solution for a very specific labor challenge Conselmer is facing. There's a part of the manufacturing process called bell spinning, where craftspeople use a lathe and other tools to form the bell of a horn, the part where the sound comes out. It's truly an art form, and training someone to do it can take at least six months. That's a long lead time in a position where, frankly, Con Selmer is a little vulnerable. Many bell spinners are nearing retirement. The team at Industry Labs is looking at some non-traditional solutions that can not only help keep important trade secrets protected, but also keep the plant workforce engaged in the process. And the university is benefiting as well. This partnership gives student interns experience, and others like it can give faculty members a practical application for their research. The street goes both ways, you know? So we benefit tremendously from this partnership with Notre Dame, but we want to be a good corporate citizen as well. And we feel like there's so many opportunities. And so we've had, we've had engineering interns the last couple summers here that, uh, you know, we benefit from, um, but it's a great experience for engineers at Notre Dame to get real-world experience. Of course, we pay a competitive rate, they get some money, um, but they really learn what it's like, and so we're very committed to keeping that going. We've had, um, we've had a team from the business school, actually, work on an app program with uh, members of our team on digital education tools, which was a cool thing to do. Um, so there's, there's a lot of different ways where we can not only, you know, benefit from the partnership with Industry Labs, but actually give back to Notre Dame um, as well and, and provide jobs, provide internship activities, um, lots of different interesting things. I think Industry Labs really has this opportunity to really make an impact on, on this region. We're based in a region that has such a, a legacy of manufacturing, but it's also in this time that we need to reflect and also think about the future and, and think about how manufacturing 
is going to and has to change for the future. And, and what excites me is, is being right there in that foreground of, of being able to really help companies discover some of these things for the first time, but not just identify it and, and speak to it. We're, we're helping companies actually implement these, these methodologies, helping companies actually implement these technologies that they know they need to adopt, uh, they've thought about adopting, and, and we're just helping them finally crossing that bridge and, 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 and really making that, that impact. And that should be music to the ears of people like Henry Bloss. Uh, I'm really glad uh, Notre Dame is helping out uh, Con Selmer. Everything is made by hand. And while that's very great, it's also hard to maintain a business model like that, especially when you have different instrument manufacturers who everything is machine produced. Um, so I really want to be able to keep that um, handmade uh, precision in the business, and I think it's great that Notre Dame is helping them do that because I, I like playing handmade trumpets. I like playing an instrument that is uniquely mine. We hope you enjoyed this first episode of our new season of Notre Dame Stories. We have some similar pieces in store for this year. And also, we're going to give you a taste of some of the other podcasts produced at the university. By now, you know that Notre Dame Stories is produced by the Office of Public Affairs and Communications. I'm your host, Andy Fuller. Our music is by Alex Mansour.